so we'll get started. Welcome. Happy New Year's. Uh, this is a live agent Q&A for you guys. So anything you want to bring up as far as contracting, uh, new agent questions, um, we have the live dials going on at the other side. Um, anything that's in your mind, fire away. Um, my only question, I'm really new in the process still, but my only question is when to start buying the leads. I um, am still waiting for the carrier approvals and I'm not quite done with my boot camp yet. So I'm kind of getting more of an idea today as I take more videos. But when do we start actually doing that? So whenever you're comfortable. Okay. So there's no right or wrong way into it. Like you could, it just depends on your, your experience in the industry as well. How, let's, let's ask specifically for you, how long have you been in insurance uh, industry? And if, if you can, uh, since we were on the video, if you can introduce yourself where you're at. Oh, I'm Kristen from Michigan. Um, I have zero experience. I'm in a completely different industry. So this is all brand new. I just got licensed like two weeks ago. Okay. And what industry industry were you in? Or are you still? Um, I've been, yeah, I'm still in it. I own a small private practice. I do trauma therapy, but I am very burnt out in that field. So that this is just another opportunity to help in a less clinical way. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So Speaking of your experience and what we can use to relate to this trauma, are you doing more of the physical therapy? Or are you more in the doctorate, like the medical side? Before so we do, I, I do it all. I have two employees and then I am in the therapy role. But the one thing that business has taught me a lot, there's a ton of marketing and yes. there's some overlap with like getting leads and um, yes. customers and getting clients in, but the um, kind of 50-50 with that and the clinical work. Right. So, so this is perfect for you because you're an entrepreneur, you already own your business and it's the same process in any type of business. Okay. You have your product, which is your service. Okay. Same thing with us. Our product is the life insurance. Now, who is our clientele? The difference between, between our industry, instead of a special niche of a trauma uh, individual, we can sell anyone. Okay. So think bigger. We can sell anyone 89 and under. You've been licensed for two weeks in Michigan, but you can add your license in any other state if you wish. Okay. So you can cover yourself up to 50 states. So um, you would go to NIPR.com. All you do is once you pass the test, you just pay for a fee for that state to allow you to sell in that state. Oh, nice. Right. So second, when you're looking at it from your model. Okay. So now we have a clientele. Okay. We have a product. How do we get what, what our client acquisition is? Okay. So you can go through multiple lead vendors, uh, but before you do so, I would say figure out what your style would be. Okay. Are you going to look into individually meeting them in person? Then you're looking at generating leads for your state or your county or specifically your city or surrounding city. Will it be easier for you instead of being out in the cold to do telesales? Then I would venture into that, doing a Zoom appointment, telesales, don't have to leave your house. Okay. If you go into the telesales side, it makes it easier because you can just you just want to add multiple states and have access to all those clients. Okay. So now that you figured out what your strategy would be, now you look into the skill development and how do you want to attack your process? Okay. Do you want to attack with, okay, well, I'm brand new. Should I just get high quantity, mess it up, make a mistake, and then get better with the skill? I would go that way. If you're brand new, then go with high quality right away because you don't have the the immediate skills of like getting shut down, getting rejected, flipping the client from a rejection to maybe uh, inquisitive curiosity to to now actually selling. 
So I think a high quantity would be better for you while you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is great. I think I saw you on the like, lead dial. So you see people calling and dialing. So the type of leads would be predicated on that. Um, and also look into outside of leads to where you have an influence already, your network, your markets. Okay. So uh, for someone brand new, you just got licensed, you're waiting on your contracting, you're waiting on your carriers. I would start a little bit practicing about presentations and then start mm-hmm. real life practice presentations. I was going to say, but you're, yeah. you're, you're going to have really good uh, stories to tell like potential clients yeah. too, just from your experience um, as far as, you know, cause, cause probably one of the bigger issues um, when you're dealing with clients or potential clients is like them, it not being real to them, right? Like them being like, okay, well, do I need life insurance? Like, is this, am I really going to pass away? Like, is this really going to leave my family in a compromising position? So that's going to be something that, that you definitely need to use, like your own personal experience. Be like, hey, I was dealing with this client in my past or in my in my practice. Uh, so yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely use that to your advantage. But yeah. Yeah. So going back to the leads, um, when should we buy the leads? When you're comfortable enough to dial and call and do an application. Because okay. I, I would hate for you to feel that an immediate cost and mistake and then throw your mental out of the situation where, oh, I just blew this lead. I just burnt this lead, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, initially I would have at least two main um, writing numbers. Okay, so your first one, if you've done NLC, you should have Americo. Uh, your second one should be Prosperity. You should get your upline to send you an immediate um, invite. You would get that immediately within a day or two. If you have those two, you can sell almost everything. And then uh, the third one would be AIG. Okay. Okay. So if you do have the two carriers, you can buy leads now. Mm -hmm. So now it's up to you mentally to see if you're prepared. So if you feel like you're not prepared yet, two things I would do. I would call, um, ask your upline if they've been in the business for a while. Maybe call their old leads just for for you to get practice in. So it's a free practice instead of buying the lead and, and messing it up. It's okay to mess up old lead. Because that's only an upside, right? It's a plus if you sell. You're expected to get rejected. You're expected to get hung up on. Uh, I was dialing earlier. This guy was my first time dialing um, him, but I, I have a dialer. My dialer most likely dialed yeah. him. But I was calling for a girl, <laughs> and I was calling for this lady. He's all like, "I told you to take her off the list, a hole." <laughs> and I, I just came back at him. It's my first time dialing you. Oh, uh, uh, okay. He backed up. <laughs> he said, uh, "Well, you have a happy new year." And I said, yeah, you too. And thanks for the insult. <laughs> and I said, no problem, dickhead. <laughs> so it depends how, how strong your, your rejection, how strong your skin would be hit until you get to that level, right? Yeah. So I think, and I believe if you call on old leads, you thicken up because now you're setting up uh, uh, an expectation of you're going to get murdered. <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to get yelled at. But the purpose of that is for you to get better and learn how to react to it. Okay. So yeah. now it's a challenge, but it's also like a fun game into it. How can I convert you now? Right. And then when you get the fresh leads and to buy new leads, now you're like, oh man, these people are a lot nicer yeah. <laughs> because they're fresh leads. <laughs> they're higher quality leads because, oh, okay. We, are, we already got yelled at by the old ones. <laughs> yeah, they do remember filling it out. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that would be the, the, the first one, uh, learning how to dial getting the reps in, okay, just getting the swing, getting the, the, the quick rebuttal. Um, while you're waiting on that, 
you can do it on your your friends, family members, significant other, just to get a, a real conversation. First, you just want to rehearse. Okay, so you can do it to your upline too. Just rehearse, say the line, say the say the script. No rebuttals, no objections. Second, mm-hmm. you have them um, practice with you, and they throw you an objection, and how fast you can reply to that. Okay, because common new agent mistake. They know the objections, but they have to read it and they have to interpret. They have to listen, translate in their head. And then they're like, okay, where's the comeback? And it's such a big, awkward pause in between. They know you're you're canned, right? So you want to get those practicing. Then once you have that, okay, you're, you're down. Now you're looking forward to presenting. Okay, I got to the immediate contact. I got them to say, yeah, they're looking for life insurance. Now what? Then you want to practice a little bit about that, how to present. So JP, if you've been listening to JP, he's very smooth, clear to it. You can tell he's buying his time by asking some uh, some um, some questions in the middle, yeah. <laughs> getting a little bit of rapport. Do you have this going on? Do you have work here? Who's the, the beneficiary? Because during that time, once he's at, he asked a specific question, for example, the one that had um, congestive heart failure, he was looking for which carrier to use on yeah. So he's buying his time and, and then if needed, and he, if you know that it's going to take longer, then that's when he's saying, okay, give me one minute. Yeah. Now he's like, okay, I'm panicking. I'm stuck. Can't log into prosperity. Yeah. <laughs> Those type of stuff. Yeah, so, but can you buy leads? Can you sell with one carrier? Yes. And back a couple of years ago, before all the telesales was happening before COVID, we would hire you if you had an agent number or not, you can sell because you would be able to do paper apps because most of the time we saw clients in person. Yeah. So you can go on the Google Drive, print out uh, yeah. Royal Neighbors, yeah. Mutual of Omaha, print them out, sign an application, get a voided check, copy of that, mail it to the company. Tell them, hey, I got business. I got new business. Appoint me. Give me my agent number. Yeah. Um, we try not to do that too much. A lot of new agent mistakes can happen. Signatures, wrong information. Compared to an e-app, it's dummy proof. Yeah. So if you have time, better to go through the process. But if you want to make money immediately, do not let anybody stop you from making money. <laughs> you want to make money right away, you can start selling right away with or without an application, uh, a writing yeah. number. You can force those. <laughs> so hopefully that helps. Yeah. That helps a lot. Joan's been very helpful. So I'm just waiting for some pending things and get started. Yay. Okay. I'm so excited which, for you. Which carriers do you already have? Are they all pending right now? I applied for Omaha, AIG, Americo, and then I did the prosperity. I got the link and I um, am waiting on that one and then waiting okay. for something from John Hancock. So, so for your prosperity link, um, did you complete everything with the contracting? You do need to do an yeah. AML. Once you complete their specific that, AML, you're set. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. When we get off this call, I'm like halfway through it. Yeah. Once you finish that, literally, actually, they might be close today. By tomorrow, you'll get an agent number. Great. I've had an agent signed up at 8 a.m., finished the AML. They they had the writing number by 12. Wow. They should. Uh, Jeremy just got his today, actually. So I think they are, I guess, maybe, oh, maybe in office. Because, yeah, they just sent him the, his this morning. His number? Oh, cool. Yep. Well, you might hey. get yours today. By the end of the day. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. You're off and running. Yeah. So any other questions, anything uh, in the industry, anything so, since this is perfect because this is brand new for you, but you're not really brand new because you have a business owner mindset already. Right. Yeah. So same process. Yeah. You have your practice, you have your product, you have your service, you have your clients, and then you already have employees. 
So you know how to build and expand this in, in the same, same way. The only drawback, there's nothing else out of pocket for you to bring people in. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's 1099. There's no like unemployment. <laughs> there's no insurance for them. Yeah, so, totally, yeah. totally different to you what you're doing. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, we're income potential too. That's a burnout, I think. <laughs> How many hours were you doing for your job? Are you still doing it right now? I am. I think the practice is will and kind of almost can run without me. I'm just in some of the supporting roles right now until we'll fund somebody to to take that over. I, I plan on fully being out of it soon and just overseeing mm-hmm. it in um, a very loose way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm constantly like involved if anybody needs anything that makes sense. So hours wise, I've cut back a lot. I only see clients 10 hours clinically a week now. And I, as I start this, the goal is to completely stop any clinical work and do it in phases. Um, and then there's somebody that will be taking over more of the running of um, like our housekeeping stuff. Okay. That's good. But so go back to when you started it. How long, how long have you been doing this? Well, I've been in a therapy and social work the last 10 years and mostly hospitals. So I was laughing when you were talking about rejection because I, it's definitely built some thick skin. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that'll help. But the private practice has been around for two years and it's it's done well. It's just um, my heart's in a, more of a business mindset rather than the compassion field, unfortunately. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, my family are nurses and I'm not the type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd be the one that says, Hey man, you lose your legs. <laughs> Last day to walk. <laughs> but going back into your business, the reason I asked that is like, okay, so you have resources, you have a network. Okay. It's yeah. in, in the people business, right? So how you got your clients back then and how most people do it in the practice, um, you know, their personal practice is that they would go to hospitals, doctors, doctors refer them out. They get clients. Um, I have a I have a nurse, um, like a medical staffer client, where she would go to. She has a convalescent home she's running, but she needs people to get into the convalescent mm-hmm. home, right? So once the hospital releases them, they need places. So you got to create those connections. So now yeah. think big. You're dealing with affluent doctors. You're dealing with the clients. Now you got to figure out the legalities to it, where you can get a permission, in a sense. But you can sell products to the doctors, the nurses that you're involved with. So, and then you can spread word of mouth through that. You have the IOL products, you have annuity products for them. Um, you have the final expense for the, the seriously ill clients that they can offer. So think yeah. bigger of what we can do for them. So let me, let me expand on it. So if you have a cancer patients, AIDS patients, we have a product with AIG. AIG has a guaranteed issue product. No questions asked. They'll get a policy if they fall in between 50 to 80. Okay. We have other companies that can go up to 85 to 89, okay. but they, they do have to qualify for it. Okay. Now for the doctors, if they have their own, their own private practice, this is the, the key question you want to start asking them. What do you have for retirement? I know you make good income right now, but that's while you're working. If you leave the job, you, you know, usually some doctors, they have their own little association where yeah. they're not they're not exactly a W-2, they're independent, but they work for the hospital. So they're in the same boat where they don't mm-hmm. have benefits. They don't have any 401ks mm-hmm. until they fund it on their own. Yeah. Okay. 
Now to them though, sometimes they're up there, they're uppity because they're doctors. They feel like they, <laughs> they don't want to talk to the common folk. <laughs> so you, you do want to have that relationship that you may have where you ask them, what do you got going on for your retirement? Do you have a financial planner? Do you have anything going on? Um, how's your in- investments? So yeah. you start learning about that and they start opening up to you and they're going to say, yeah, I'm hurting. I'm 30% deep, 40% getting cut yeah. right in, in the margins from last year. Well, we have programs available for that. You're interested in diversifying your assets, your portfolio. You have some, you know, risky ones and non-risky ones. Especially you start dealing with doctors, 50s, 60s, can't afford a lot to lose. They don't have the years to recover. You have a lot of people you can talk to. And you get paid really well on those big policies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so think bigger about what you already know, what you can add. You have a lot of the, the entrepreneurial skills already. You're going to kill it. Yeah, the wheels are turning. Thanks for some of those ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So just figure out who, who you already know and you can practice. And, and that's that's the, the key thing. So you start just bringing up, maybe you have a close friend doctor. Hey, can I practice on you? Whether you sold or you didn't, what you want to do is you want to put yourself out there. You get the IEWL, um quote, you get the annuity quote. But if there's a conversation about investments within their doctor friends, hey, by the way, I know somebody. Here's her card. If you're interested, she gave me some good presentations. Um, it wasn't the right for me. Could be right for you. And then you add to the leads and stuff. I know Pierce hit me up the other day. He was asking about like the IUL stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, not at this, uh, not at this time. Uh, waiting for, I think a theme. I think I just sent in, and nice. I have to fill out the paperwork. Uh, paperwork that you sent me, Joanne, for Jeremy and I, I have to send that one in. So. Oh, okay. For I think that was for F and G or something. Yeah. 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 F and G is good. Exeter <laughs> Everlast. Yeah, I'm excited um, to learn more, and I kind of want to write myself an IUL to get some practice. I want one anyways, and I figured okay. I'd try to write one for my son as well. Okay. Now, are there any that will pay out, like kind of like John Hancock does for control business, or yeah, usually um, IUL policies pay out. Okay. Yeah. Who would you recommend doing for my, like my son's nine months old. Who would you recommend writing through writing an IUL for him? Like 150, maybe $200 a month sort of deal. Yeah. So this is perfect. Um, For anybody that's just curious on multiple policies or multiple um, companies to use, uh, try doing ask a specialist. I actually did this for my four-year-old. Go to FFLMS once you have your Athena account. Click on asset specialist. It's actually available on the ILC. If you go to the, the CRM, there should be a button there for asset specialist. Sometimes they remove it when they update it. Um, but you can I ask. think there is. Yeah. So click on ask a specialist. Tell them your 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 kid's age, your comfortable budget, and then they'll they'll look it up. Last time I did it, they did offer um, North American. So we have a couple. There's Global Atlantic, North American, FNG. Um, the only issue I had with North American, so I was I was gonna do two hundred dollars a month for my kid. Went through the whole process. They just had an issue with the the back office. It's like a, it's their own procedures where they don't talk to the ma- the agent or the client. They only talk to the manager. So I couldn't talk to them about my kid's policy as the owner, payor, and agent. <laughs> they needed me. To, oh. They needed <laughs> me to refer back to FFLAMS to speak to them. And it was gotcha. just too much of a hassle. So I, I uh, knocked it off. <laughs> so yeah, North America was- Who'd you end good. up going through? 
I, I stopped and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't move forward. Because uh, uh, what, what FFLAMS was saying is like, we're going to work on trying to get directly working with them to, to where FFLAMS won't have to be in the, in the middle. So I waited it. Nothing happened. Uh, but FNG is good. Gotcha. FNG, NLG is good. NLG's yeah, I just figured out. I mean, I want to I want to write one and I figured might as well write one of myself, get yes. some practice, figure out how it's done. Yes. So, so so that's why my suggestion would be to ask a specialist first to see if they have a better, okay. better option. Yeah. Yeah. From my knowledge. But yeah, FNG cool. is good. Um, so a little bit, a little bit about FNG. Um, if you guys haven't learned about IUL, learn more on the, the YouTube that we have, the IUL training that we put down. We filmed it, but there's two main process. There's a death benefit part and then a, a cash accumulation part. If they're young, you want to go on a cash accumulation product. If they're older, they don't have enough years to accumulate. So you want to go on a death benefit product. So you're selling that more as a, as a lifetime life insurance, almost like a whole life, but it's cheaper because it's an IOL. So no. with FNG, oh. there's two products. Everlast is for their death um, benefit and then Path Setter is their accumulation product. Okay. You're going to ask a question. Um, so I watched, uh, or I started watching, I, I need to finish it. It was a yeah. IUL course through trains America. They were okay. saying how FFL was one of their biggest, uh, biggest sellers, but I didn't think we had trans America, but then you, I guess Albert was saying we do just a lot of people, I guess don't use them. Yes. So they have their own, um, uh, office issues. <laughs> so we try to use what's easy, right? And we try to use what gotcha. pays us fast and what takes care of the agent. Okay. So the product could be okay. good. So Transamerica, not to say anything bad about them, they have an issue with their underwriting. It's not simplified. It's supposed to be simplified, but That's you can what... get an issue. <laughs> yes. You can get an issue where I write you up. My, one of my agents is dealing with that right now. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes. James? Uh, Alex Scrivener, he, he, he's a direct code to them and he, uh, he's having a bunch of issue with all of his business that's in underwriting still. And I'm trying to get him, I, I guess I have to get my writing numbers first for all my IUL companies. So then he can get them. Correct. So mm -hmm. he can start writing his IULs through, uh, through FFL. Any then. Of them. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the issue. That's the complication with Transamerica where you write a policy, it doesn't okay. get issued. <laughs> There's too many complications, too many follow-ups instead of like, boom, you're approved on the spot. So we have FNG and NLG, why we like them. You can sell an IUL with them that does not require a physical exam. With NLG, if they're under 60, you can go up to 2 million. Okay. FNG oh, wow. can go okay. up to a million without a physical exam. So okay. easier process. FNG, why I like FNG, their IUL products are only 10 points off of your comp off the target premium, some other carriers, they're like okay. 30 to 40% off your comp because it's a bigger product um, with an IOL. So that's what's good about gotcha. them. Um, another issue why a lot no, of people don't use Transamerica is because they do terminate if you don't write their business. You, write, you don't write business with them within a year. Gotcha. So it messes up the whole hierarchy and stuff. Okay. All the other carriers are not like that? Usually not. Prosperity does. Prosperity will terminate you if you don't write a piece of business within a year. Gotcha. And then you just have to get recontracted again. All right, business. Yeah, it's it's a money cost. So prosperity, why they do that? They yeah. do pay the state appointment fees behind the scenes. So there's no contracting cost oh, with okay. us, but there really is. It costs about $1,000 to contract per agent behind the scenes. 
So there's an appointment fee for us to be appointed within the state. The insurance carrier also does the same and then they pay an appointment fee per agent that they bring on. So if you don't write business, even though it's like $30, $40 into a year, it adds up if they have a lot of agents where it's not bringing in money. (laughs) So that's why they said, all right, we'll just just terminate you. (laughs) You got to read out the- Now with the, how does the, uh, how does getting paid work with the IULs? Is it the same, like the 12, whatever the 12 month premium is? Because I've seen some people making like crazy amounts on IULs. Yes. So IUL is set up based on target premium. Okay. So let me explain what target premium is. If I set you up, so it's the cost of your insurance based on the face amount and anything over that, it's called overfunding. So let's use you as for example. You write up your nine month old and you only do the $100,000, $200,000 policy. Okay. The cost of insurance for that kid would probably be within 300 to 400 AP max. You're going to get paid on the 400 AP. Now, it doesn't matter if that was like $50, but you're paying $200 a month. Well, the 150 Mm -hmm. extra that you're paying on the $200 a month, $50 is the cost of insurance, which is the target premium. The 150 is an overfunding that goes into their policy to accumulate the the cash value. You don't get paid on that. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Now, if you sold like a 24,000 AP policy, I mean, shoot, you're still getting paid big because the client now is paying $1,000, $2,000 a month. Even mm-hmm. if their, their cost of insurance is $1,000 a month, they're overfunding an extra thousand. Well, it's still 12,000 AP. So this is where you get big bucks on it. Okay. Cool. I'm sure I'll, I'll learn learn as I go with those. So Yeah. So the best part about the, the IULs though is that you are dealing with the you know clients that are throwing in some big bucks. They're not $30 plans, $40 plans. They're looking to invest. They're looking to accumulate. So 500, 1,000, 2,000. You get some doctors. Okay. They make twenty to $30,000 a month. They're okay yeah. spending a mortgage payment on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. Yep. Any other questions for, for us? Uh, we got time. We got like 10 minutes. Hey, you may have already said this because I just, I'm logged in, but I, I went out and um, worked the leads and got back in. Is there, is there a, a particular lead you guys are buying um, for those, you know, IULs or something that you like more than the other? Uh, no, we don't. Uh, but I did send one. Um, I got some like links from other people, but I haven't tried them out. So like buyer beware type, you know, <laughs> they're not, they're not, um, vetted by ffl but they're all third parties there's a bunch of them there's one called jukebox j-u-k-e box.com um another one's called Plantswell. so how they do it um multiple companies but how they do is they like Plantswell. well they represent a financial planning company and they try to provide free products but what they're doing is they're providing <laughs> values to themselves for people to come in and then they use that as a lead generation. So now they're people, they're dealing with people that have some kind of money, but are not that up, up there yet yeah. where they don't have a, their own financial planner. So they would say their average AUM assets under management would be around 300, 500,000. They got a mortgage, you know, they got some kids, they do have disposable income. So these are IOL potentials. 
Um, another company out there, I tried, we tried them out. It was called Para Public Employees Retirement Assistance. So their target market was to do going to schools. So for us here in California, um, teachers would be on CalPERS or uh, CalSTRS if you're a public employee. How that works, you have a 2% retirement based on your years and your, your years of service and your age. And that will predicate multiplied by your average salary, your percentage of your take-home pay after you retire. So you would typically get like 70 to 80% of your whole take-home pay when you retire. So they would target them and they would say, well, shoot, you have a gap. Okay. Social security may or may not be there because you're a public employee. Well, let's cover this 20, 30% gap that you might have. Let's sell you an IOL for it. Okay? Plus your 401. So, so that's how they do it. Um, but they were expensive. They were like $63 to lead, $70 to lead. And it wasn't just teachers. It would also be like janitors because they were public employees. Yeah. So I would, add, I would get people making like part-time teacher aides, $950 a month asking about retirement. I'm like, <laughs> you don't have money for retirement. <laughs> so they were qualified and qualified leads. I said, never mind. Let me get back on my final expense. Yeah. <laughs> um, another way to get IOL clients would be mortgage protection clients. Okay. They do have homes. Uh, depending on their, their uh, profession, that's when you can add to it. So you can sell them a, a term and then you can sell them a, an IUL. So that's where a lot of people do IULs on. They give them the mortgage protection first and then they ask more questions. What about your job? Do you have any benefits? And that's typically where you would get an annuity client too because they would have some 401 case or, or um, orphan 401k from their old jobs. That makes a lot of sense. So that's, I want to morph off into mortgage protection this year. So I really, is there a process out there that you have or like a playbook on transitioning from, okay, now I've, I've finished with protecting your home and now let's get into this. Yeah. So, um, it's not used as much now, but if you guys go on the Google Drive, we do have a needs analysis form, the FFL intake sheet. It would be on the Google Drive under um, field materials. There's a final expense sheet and their mortgage, there's a mortgage protection sheet. Mm-hmm. So the process would be during the, the needs analysis when we're asking them about their financial information. For example, here's the mortgage one. Uh, I do a process and an outline of saying, okay, here's how it works. I'm going to do a three-step process. I'm going to ask about your age and your information and your financial information about the, the house. I'm going to ask about your medical conditions and your medications. And based on these two criteria, I'm going to provide a solution and a recommendation to apply for coverage. So during the first part, when I'm asking about their mortgage, I ask about the percentages. I ask about how much they owe, how many years, interest rates. Are they paying extra towards the mortgage payment? So that's one, one thing right there. Are you going to pay extra? Let's say you're paying $1,500 a month. Are you paying extra? And then I ask, they're willing to pay $500 extra. Now I know in the back of my head, there's a $500 disposable income right yeah. there, right? Uh, second, when we ask about what current life insurance they have, the next line is, do you have anything else that acts like life insurance, that works like life insurance, aka 401k, IRS, annuities? Okay. Um, do you have anything else like retirement? Things that'll transfer to you or your family. So that's the key question to figure out if they have extra money or annuity money. And then you can just even elaborate. Do you have any trust set up? 
Um, that's part of the question. Do you have any trust set up? Do you have any retirement set up? Okay. What would it look like if you pass away tomorrow? How much money will the kids and the family and the, the sibling, the spouse would have? Okay. And then, John, um, do you find that they have to be pretty healthy? For an IUL, yes. For an annuity, no. They, there's no medical conditions for an annuity. It's just suitability on their income. So this is actually a strategy for mortgage protection for clients that have money, but can't get life insurance or can't get enough life insurance based on their health. We do an annuity with agility. We tell them, look, you transfer your, your funds, you get a uh, free death benefit to it. And right now it's 35%. Wow. Yeah. So you tell the client, look, you're not paying for life insurance. You're moving your one money from right side of the pocket to the left side of the pocket. But for example, if you transfer $100,000 to this agility policy, it'll never lose money. It'll never lose principal. It'll continue to grow with the market. But in case you die, they give you a 35% initial transfer bonus base on it. So your 100,000 will pay out 135,000 if you died today. And you didn't pay for that $35,000 insurance policy. So you tell and them, look. And it's not taxable because it's not a finance product, correct? It's an insurance product. Uh, no, yes, it, it, it can be taxed because the, the, okay. if, it depends if they're transferring their money from their savings account or their 401k. So in the annuity world, that's called qualified or non-qualified. And then, yeah, so for example, on the agility product, it typically will get taxed because it's going to have some gains that they've never paid taxes on it. But what you tell the client, though, is that it's going to be paid out within five-year increments. So it's a smaller hit, smaller additional income hit on the client or the beneficiary instead of a one lump sum. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of education today. Yeah, but so so the idea at first is let's just get in front of the clients, right? We'll, well, Albert's an annuity director. <laughs> we can help you out. So the one main line would be you got to find somebody, the client acquisition phase of getting in front of somebody that has some annuity money, basically a 401 or orphan 401k retirement account that they're losing money on. And then you just ask him, hey, what do you got going on for that? Are, are you interested in learning about a product that... Um, here's the line. Let me try to repeat it. It's a product that um, plays into the market. Okay, so it's available to gain money, but it won't lose money. Okay, so it secures your your principal. Okay, so that's that's as long as you can get in somebody in front of somebody with it, you're gonna be golden. <laughs> I have a question. Um, sure. So my parents, they live out of the country. Okay. Um, is it, can I get them life insurance? I feel like I know this, but I forgot. Technically there are policies out there. So especially in IUL, that's benefit product. Um, there is called a foreign domestic uh, insurance, but they do have to have like a, an, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, an insurable interest living here or being here, right? So insurable are they, interest. yeah, are they out of the country? Do they own businesses here? Do they own properties here? Do they have kids no. here? Those type of stuff. I mean, they have kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm their son. They're, they're my parents. Yeah. But as far as like, is there a reason they, they need to get insurance over here versus over there? That's, that's the difficult. Uh, so I can get the commission. Uh, then yeah, probably not. Okay. But there is policies for that. 
<laughs> but okay, it's, cool. it's it's um, very difficult. There's a lot of little things about it because it, it touches on upon AML, anti-money laundering. Right? Oh, got it, got it. And um, so say so say I were to you know say I did or my parents before they moved say they got life insurance and then they moved uh, out. Like what would happen to their their life insurance? It's good anywhere as long as it's being paid. So as long as it's active. As long as it started when they lived here. Oh, okay. Okay. I got clients that I, I sold in uh, Carson. They're back in Samoa. Okay. There. Cool. So, but yeah, they have to either have gotten a social or an ITIN or something. They have, yeah, a, they, they have to have a purpose here in the U.S. for it to start. Got it. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Can't just go find somebody from Colombia, some <laughs> cocaine man, and say, "Hey, man, you got a lot of money. Let's do an annuity." Yeah, yeah, laundering. No, that makes sense. That's pretty much all the time. Any any last questions? We're good. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're gonna be back on the Elite Dials. So if you guys haven't been on it, uh, hop Join on. Join us on there. And uh, we'll see you guys next week, next Monday. Thanks for hopping on. All right, then you guys have a good one. Bye.